Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? That music means it's Thursday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for the Relic Grind. Ready Check Radio's Final Fantasy XIV Square Annex Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Byrne. Just like every week, we are here to break down the week in Final Fantasy XIV Square Annex, Final Fantasy, the trading card game, and all things from that company we love. we got a great show for you here today. If you're joining us live, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. Awesome. Thank you. We've got chat. Freycore on the final step of their relic for the first time. He did his hair this week. No, I got a haircut. I got a haircut like a week and a half ago. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you just have a seizure? What happened? One of my hosts just mip mipped me. I don't I don't said snip snip. Snip snip. Oh, snip snip. Yeah, we got a good show. Uh if you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, by the way, uh click subscribe, click follow, whatever the hell it is on Spotify. That's what helps us get recognized and recommended to more people. So if you like what we do here, you can head on over to the main website, readycheckradio.com. Upper right-hand corner has all the socials, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, all of it. Follow, like it, tell your friends. If you love what we do, it's the easiest way and the freest way to support us. Joining me today to go over all the funness, the fun funness, fun funness, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Greetings, programs. How's everyone doing this week? I like your hat. You finally got Thank it. You. you got Repping it. Repping the brand for you. Yeah, you got it. Doing good. Is, for, uh, is this the one pro? that was lost, or is this the replacement? No, this is the replacement. The one that was lost is just gone. It's just Sad. gone. Yeah. It's just gone. Delivered to somewhere in San Francisco, so never to be seen. Well, if you're watching this show in San Francisco and you got a random black mage hat, congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Also yeah. on the line, Mr. Adam Lane. What's up, Kronos? Not much. Why why black mage? Why not like scholar, white mage? Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't ever want to hear the question why black mage on my show. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. Don't don't you dare. Don't you dare. But seriously though, how come you didn't like a you main a healer? Why didn't you go for a I couldn't a find one for any oh, really? healer. Well, you couldn't yeah. find a black mage one at first either. It just <laughs> ended up I in San Francisco. It, then I got lost. <laughs> you wish it was ran, uh, delivered to a random onion in Texas on accident. <laughs> onion yeah. night in chat. Wish it was just randomly delivered here. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, let's get to it, uh, gentlemen. Chat, let's go. Meepo is back. Meepo checking out the uh, Final Fantasy TCG streams we were doing on Monday. We will be talking about FFTCG today. I love finding a way to work it into the show, and we got some good stuff for you uh, trading card game fans to talk about there. But first, I would be remiss. Like, it's becoming a tradition, gentlemen. We keep bringing him back. Just when you thought he was out, we pull him back in. Uh, we just need to get him on the show. Right? No <laughs> kidding. And that's Super Luis 64 is back with another fun controller scheme. And this dude's just awesome. I've covered him on... Uh, uh, snowbound before we knew about blizzard being assholes and we put that show on hiatus again still considering a time appropriate to bring it back but uh that time is not yet so uh, we still do the relic grind and gaming gumbo though so two out of three shows for you we talked a few weeks ago about him using the Yu Gi Oh card uh wrist thingy 
as a astrologian play, and now he is back actually using the Microsoft Connect camera and wired it for controlling who else? The dancer. Uh, this is tremendous. If you have never seen any of his videos, please go check them out. I, I have no idea why he doesn't have tens of thousands of followers already. He's going to get there. He's definitely going to get there because uh, these videos are just tremendous. I will, as always, link them uh, in the video description down below, both on YouTube and on readycheckradio.com. But yeah, Tark, every uh, every heal or every uh, ability starts with a dab. <laughs> Which is awesome. And why didn't we think of this when we were last talking about what else could he do? We are like, oh, I don't know. I don't think there's anything. Well, I think there's only like 600 I mean, of us in the world that own a Connect. So <laughs> that was going to be my next point. It's like no one else has used the Connect for anything at the moment. So what's funny is like all the different stuff the Connect actually was figured out to be really, really useful and cutting edge yeah. for the time and advanced for its time to do that had nothing to do with video gaming. Like I still have yeah. my Connect. I think we had like two or three. I got it because it came with the system that we bought. You know, it wasn't because I was like, let me get the connect. Uh, but you got to You just got to love a Texan dabbing in a cowboy hat. There are some moves, Kronos, that he did have to replace, though. He tried yeah. to emulate the dancer's moves, but <laughs> he had to replace some. Well, I mean, the dab's not in there, so he added some, too. Yeah. Oh, but, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's, it's another example of, like, it's really cool. It's probably the best use of a Kinect I've ever seen, honestly. Uh, <laughs> but no way I would ever play this. <laughs> like, it's cool. It's, like, the concepts are really cool, but it's, like, not really. Like, you'd have a hard time actually trying to play the game doing it, but it's really cool. As always, though, he did do a dungeon. He did do a trial. Uh, he did them randomly. Yeah, definitely get fit while playing Final Fantasy. Uh, not. I don't think he'll get as fit, and he does mention that this was a nice light workout. I don't think he'll get as fit as when he used the ring fit for Overwatch. Uh, that was, oh, and wow. he, he had to run, like so. He put a trampoline in his room, and he ran on a trampoline while using the ring fit for all of the the motions in Overwatch. We covered that one on an episode of Snowbound. It's so fun watching him, and, and he's just, like, super creative, right? Like, look at the way he dressed, oh, and then he glamoured his character to look the same. We saw in Yu-Gi-Oh! that he did the Kaiba, you know, ca uh, glamour as much as he could. It's absolutely tremendous. My favorite is when he has to sub one of the dancer's moves because he couldn't do it uh, into the Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I love the Carlton. It I is perfect. That myself. It is perfect. It does have a flaw, and I'm sure if you're watching closely that maybe you can see the flaw already. Uh, and, and Kronos, you want to share what that flaw might be? <laughs> I actually don't know. What is the flaw? I actually don't know. He can't move. Oh, he can't move? Uh, I guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, so later oh, in the video, he actually has to like duck forward, move on his keyboard to get out of an AOE, and then come back into position, but it creates a problem because you have to T-bone in front of the connect for it to recognize you. And if he moves forward to you know move himself out of an AOE, the connect loses him and he gets back in place and he has to wait a few seconds for it to recognize that he's there before he can start dabbing and everything. So a little, a few kinks. I, I like chat's recommendation, Tark. Maybe put him on a DDR pad 
uh, and map those for your movement keys. Oh, or you maybe like Wii controls, because um, then you can have some buttons or, you know. That's true too. Yeah, that's true. You know, too. the motion controls. When I initially, you know, saw the show notes, I thought he was maybe using like a Sony, you know, movement sticks or Wii movement sticks. Um, this is just extraordinary. That's a, this is another level. This, this is awesome. One of his easier ones too, by the way. I mean, because this is essentially, once you figure out how to connect a, uh, connect a connect to your PC, you're basically just mapping a controller, right? This, this has nothing yeah. to do with files in Final Fantasy or soldering mm -hmm. or anything like that. If you want to see a, some more in-depth stuff, check out his YouTube channel because it's absolutely just tremendous. Follow him on Twitter. Of course, that's where I see this stuff. So, uh, Also on Twitter this week, Hironobu Sakaguchi, the, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Kronos picked up a new game. He picked up a new game. And he's he's letting us know his thoughts about it. And I, honestly, I got to be surprised at the game that he's just now only touching it for the first time. Yeah, I mean, you can't imagine everybody at Square Enix plays this game. There's got to be a voice that though, but I mean, it, he's a big enough name you, you would think he uh, would have tried it by now. Did you see what race he picked, though? That's the important part. Shut like, up, you, you skip, damn lolly. You can skip the rest of the article. You just The important part is what race he picked. So, you know, yeah. it's fine. He did pick a Lala, but there was apparently a little bit of a problem, Tark, with the naming. Tried to name it after himself, right? Yeah, and guess what name <laughs> wasn't locked across all servers? Sakaguchi? Hironobu Sakaguchi. Yeah, it yeah. was not. Ironically, you think maybe it would have been. But, the creator of Final Fantasy would get that kind of respect. You know, Come maybe on. they were like, hey, let's lock down Yoshi P. Let's you know, lock down mm -hmm. this one. Should we get... Oh, no. He, Sakaguchi's never going to play. Sakaguchi's son's never playing. Forget it. We don't need to lock that one. Oh, shit. He's playing. <laughs> he's playing. <laughs> he's enjoying it, though. He's enjoying it. It is fun to see his Twitter. And yeah, he did roll a Lala, Kronos. It's the best race, dude. I tried yeah, to tell you, y'all wouldn't listen whatever. to me, you know, and <clears throat> it's okay. You'll come around. Solus automatons. You and your stupid potato. You have no knees. The potato is like the most, one of the most popular races of the game. It uh, definitely is. Yeah, it, it is. Definitely is. Uh, so as of when I put the show notes together, he is a level 10 gladiator. Uh, and Mitsuno is, is helping him via Zoom and a two-person mount. So there's a little bit of cheating here going on. Not exactly getting the brand new player experience here. This is the brand new player with a friend experience. Hey, it's in the game. You let him play how he wants to play, okay? We have enough of this gatekeeping already. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, the man can play any way he wants to. He's exactly. The father of Final Fantasy, basically. God, can we just... I, mean, I remember the show we did a few weeks ago where we just fell down the rabbit hole. I wonder if he learned about ACT yet. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think he's going that deep. Yeah, he's, he's a level 10. He's a level 10. Uh, he's got some time. Um, You may have heard, gentlemen, a new MMORPG launched this week. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Q World... Uh, New World. 
Do we're, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Amazon games. They locked we're, down. We're not going to talk about the, that. They game. locked down names. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they did. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about the game itself here. That will be um, Saturday on Gaming Gumbo. I'll also be doing uh, Ginger Prime's podcast tomorrow, Friday at uh, eleven p or eleven a.m. Eastern time. And then doing Always Online podcast tomorrow on MMO Bomb, twitch.tv slash MMO Bomb at 1 p.m. Eastern. So if you want to see my thoughts on New World, I'm going to have hours of New World podcasting all over the place tomorrow. I'm bringing it to this show. Oh, yeah, I've been on Ginger Primes a few times. Brian's a Brian's a good friend of mine. Uh, he's He's been on this show, too. And uh, I do want to bring it here just a little bit. Just a little. Because actually, before the game launched, there was a tweet that I had seen that said, New World, the Final Fantasy XIV killer. Okay. And I had the same reaction you did. I've covered MMOs for 10, 12 years now. You know, I just had the same, ugh, eye-rolling, way to go with your tweet bait, you know, that, and that's all it was. It was somebody that's got a, a far, far more followers than I will ever have. You're throwing a little bit of Twitter bait out there. Uh, I'm not even going to give their name. It's just not worth it. <laughs> Why am I bringing this here then? Well, because New World replied from the official Twitter account. Yeah, someone took the bait. Somebody definitely took the bait. And it was the New World official account that just simply replied, keep going. Have we not learned from history? You know, just you do your thing. You don't need to be comparing if you're successful. Well, here's the thing. Like, one, the whole genre I mean, succeeds. Yeah, I mean, I know it's not the devs behind the Twitter account and everything. You know, it's some social media person sitting there, and they they probably thought it was cute and pithy and funny, and they were pulling a Wendy's, you know, or, uh, on Twitter and a little bit of roast against some competition and have fun. But here's the thing, Kronos. To me, there's a clear difference in that type of roasting, just trying to have fun and be pithy and 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 funny. And maybe throwing some shade, even if you meant it jokingly, one at a game that, yeah, even if New World is the best thing in a long time in the MMO genre, it's going to take you years to get there, just like it took Final Fantasy 14 years to get there, just like it took World of Warcraft years to get there. Second, you're from a totally unproven company that to date has an absolutely less than stellar track record on actually launching a product, much less is abysmal, abysmal yeah, record, <laughs> much less actually killing another project. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was in bad form. I tweeted out about it. I just said, Hey, sad to see this. The initial tweet is just dumb tweet bait. The fact that play new world replied like that is just sad though. This is the type of tweet that ends up getting memed against you later. Should have risen above the bait for a company with a horrid track record so far. It's just funny watching like two different spectrums here because like I I imagine that at some point we're going to get a tweet from the Final Fantasy 14 account, Kronos, that congratulates New World. 
Like when they're, they're going to hit some milestone, like, you know, they've been at like 600, 700,000 players when they get to that million mark. I that's because it's just what final fantasy does. It's like a tale of two accounts here. Yeah. I mean, they, they probably will for sure. I mean, that they, t- I think they've done that for like a bunch of other games too. Um, I just laughed when I saw it. I actually saw it before you even like retweeted it. Uh, I just think it's like, I don't, it's definitely stupid. Like they shouldn't have done it. I, I just, because it's it's gonna get memed on. I I would probably bet money that at some point in time, this tweet's gonna come back. Oh, one hundred percent in a bad way. One hundred percent. Ever have to do any sort of server mergers? Bam! This is coming front and center. Which they will. And by the yeah. way, covering MMOs on MMOBomb.com and GameBreaker and other sites and everything, I absolutely hate writing or assigning server merge articles because there's just such a natural part of the cycle but they are always treated with dead game dead game come on have we not learned yet anyway i just thought it was like really i I, i'm gonna admit i smiled a little i'm with you chronos but then i just kind of shook my head and i was like you know if it were blizzard it might have come across blizzard pre all the lawsuits (laughs) and stuff right if let's let's go Blizzard twenty years ago. If it were Blizzard twenty years ago, you kind of probably would have smiled and said, "Oh, look at these two games, you know, Final Fantasy and Blizzard and uh, Square, Square and Blizzard, kind of duking it out a little bit on Twitter, having a little bit of fun." When it comes from a company who who's <laughs> canceled one project before it ever made ma- major testing, brought one out and then pulled it back into beta and then canceled it, I mean, it just kind of looks like, yeah, okay. Okay, buddy, settle down. You're you're punching up, and you're gonna lose, even if your product is good. It was just like unneeded uh, attention in in my mind. I agree. Yeah. All right. Anyway, there you go. New world. Anyway, we got some more details. To talk about the high quality item changes. What's going on? Uh, everything that can you're gonna be used to to craft things. Basically, you won't have high quality. So there's going to be some more changes down the road for crafting and gathering as well. Um, but they're letting us know now that as soon as Endwalker hits, anything that you have high quality as far as materials basically is going to be null and void. You can still lower the quality and use them in that function. Um, but they're trying to uh, conserve inventory space. They're trying to uh, free up some of those slots. So I think it's a good change. Yeah, and we talked about it when we it was revealed like generically on the live mm-hmm. letter. But this week on the official lodestone, we got some more individual details because all we knew they kind of just said, eh, you know, draw, you know, things like drops and gatherings, that type of stuff. Uh, but they specifically mention items gathered via botany, mining, and fishing, materials dropped by enemies, materials obtained via tombstone and script exchange, which was not something we previously knew and not non-craftable materials obtained from certain content. So now we have a list of exactly the ones they're taking out, Kronos, but they did make a point to say, hey, we're not going to take your items away from you. <laughs> if, you have H- if, if you have HQ <laughs> materials, you'll still have HQ materials, but just like we're reworking the abilities to that maybe buff uh, HQ uh, synthesis, these will not buff any synthesis for being HQ. They're going to, in the in the recipes, they're just going to be treated like regular materials. 
Yeah, it is basically just a, a uh, overarching change to raw materials, which is probably what they should have just said in the first place, but it's whatever. Uh, I think this affects fishers the most, if anybody really cares, um, because they're they have like a lot of abilities that they need to HQ certain things to like mooch fish and then get bigger yeah. fish. True. Yeah. So, I, so I think their abilities are going to change, and then you're going to have just abilities on on miner and botanist that are going to be pointless, so they have to be changed. I don't think this is going to really affect crafting almost whatsoever because honestly, as I, I gather a fair amount, and like I don't even want the HQ stuff in the first place because they don't <laughs> even really sell much better than the normal quality right. stuff. So I, I those are, I'm not. It's not like I'm even using those abilities right now. So like anybody yeah. that's saying they're going to miss those, like. Well, no, and, no one and they cares. did say from a crafting standpoint, you'll still be able to craft HQ. You're just right. not going to need yeah. HQ materials to, you know, drastically increase your chances of crafting yeah. HQ. So, uh, we'll, we'll, there you go. I do think it's, you know, uh, inventory wise, great change. Yeah. Yeah. On top of that, just a few days later, in fact, today, Kronos if you missed something in the seven-hour live letter or something didn't quite get translated correctly, you know, or, you know, whatever the case may be, there is a forum post for you. Did they say how they are going to do quality increases? Any of your HQ quality increase abilities uh, that you use um, are going to be molded to increase the quality of a, of a craft. Uh, so ability-wise, yes. From items, no, Frey. So I would imagine, I would imagine, Kronos, that this would mean uh, a lower quality threshold to hit a high-quality craft. If you're not going to so, supplement yeah. the inbound materials, you're probably going to decrease. It, it might be, but they're also like crafters will still be able to craft the in-between HQ stuff to, for the bigger crafts, which right, might right, even right. it out. Yeah. Um, but I think what he's talking about too is uh, like the minor and botany skills that just increase your percentage of HQ. And I think they mentioned that those are actually going to go more towards the quantity that you get yeah, of the item. Quantity. So they'll probably just flip those over to disabilities that somehow increase the amount of items you you get more than likely. Now we have a full forum breakdown from the team at Square for the entire live letter. So if you have nothing to do for the next five hours-ish, uh, and you're looking, you could... It is nicely broken down. I will give them that. Like, you could just control find whatever the hell you're looking for. It's all, you know, got titles and everything. But if you look closely, as Kronos was doing this afternoon... He's found a few nuggets that we, we kind of want to bring up here for you that maybe didn't translate or didn't come out as clear as they could have that got a little bit of benefit of now being written and translated by the official team. Yeah, yeah. so the, uh, I think the main one is like right at the beginning. So they kind of touched on the benefit of like using cooldowns, but not really at the same time. Uh, they said that Popping cooldowns at like multiple cooldowns will receive a benefit. So maybe you get like extra defense if you pop like rampart plus something else. And then they also said if you do it when you take big damage. So it doesn't even really sound like it has anything to do with the timer or anything, but we we still don't know what the benefit is. So it's still pretty vague there. Um the other big ones like uh were some just specific skill stuff like um skill stuff. Like samurai buffs now get applied when you use your mechio. 
and you hit the third hit of the combo, that's like a new change. They specifically said Red Mage, uh, Displacement and Engagement are no longer different potencies now. I don't even know why they both exist in the game if they're right. the same potency, but that's yeah. another thing. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Black Mage one, that Fire uh, fire Procs and Thunder Procs have increased timers now, so you can hold on to them even longer. Yay. I don't know how, how long, um, but that's kind of nice. And then uh, the Dark Knight, they did confirm that the TBN in the trailer, the second one, is a new skill, which is weird because it looks the same. So Yeah, it looks uh, identical. This, yeah, so I'm kind of interested to see, like... AoE TBN, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But they said it's a separate skill. So And there's some other few things in there, too, some smaller stuff, but, but those are the big ones. Also so. on the data center side of things, although data center transfers are still going to be delayed and everything, they did confirm that they are still on target for the Oceania or the Oceanic uh, data center launch. That ha portion has not changed, just the you know the whole data center travel uh, element being delayed. Tark, uh, it's it's a good read. I mean, there's a ton of screenshots. I would, <laughs> I'd probably just go watch the live letter. If you missed it, or you could watch our recap episode, uh, which is on yeah. Ready Check Radio and and on YouTube from last Thursday, where we kind of ran the gamut of everything and gave our opinions all the way down. But if you were looking for, hey, you know, I want to know about black mages, it is nice to go and say just see everything they had to say about black mage, whether it was a huge, you know, big deal or big information or not and know that you're not getting, you know, my opinion of a black mage change that you didn't watch the original stream. By the way, I'm working from a translation that isn't the official translation. So we usually get these summations. It's a seven hour long live stream. So this is a very long forum post, multiple posts. <laughs> yeah. Great resource though. Uh, definitely uh, take a look at it. Uh, great read actually. Gentlemen, we have converted another. Awesome. We have converted another. Us, right? Three, us personally. Yeah, the three of us. Yeah, the three of us. The three of us. I mean, Asmongold's been very complimentary of Final Fantasy fourteen and enjoying it since uh, switching over and playing that. And then we knew it's a bunch of other streamers, but we also knew Preach was going to be taking a look uh, from Preach Gaming. Uh, and uh, all things... Right out of the gate, looking pretty positive, Tark. The preach pretty, pretty happy with Final Fantasy fourteen. Almost glowing, I would say. He, he's had some critical talk about it, which absolutely, yeah. And so is Asma. Um, but yeah, he's he's coming around, um, showing more glowing responses. Um, one of the clips I loved was, uh, "Who are your least favorite characters?" And one of them's Rabon. Rabon, and then. I want to say two days later, I saw another clip. Who are your favorite characters? He's like, well, I love Raban. I'm like, see, you just you just kind of stick with these characters, go through their journey with them. They'll grow on you. You'll learn to love them until they die. They don't really die. Right. Well, <laughs> only, only like two Dale, characters. But three. Okay, three. Moon Brita was in one patch. I don't even understand why people are like so connected to Moon Brita. She was in one patch. <laughs> but I that's what I was thinking. Brita through Uriange. <laughs> That's a he, weird connection. Yeah, he, and he is suffering a bit from the whole new player thing, and it's something we've we've said a lot on this show, and it's nothing new to or unique to us that it, like it or not, and you know, Jason Winter and I talk about this all the time. We hate the 
well, you got to get to end game because that's when the game gets really good. Fuck you. Yeah. Make it good at the beginning then. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, don't tell me, you know, the end game is, is, is when it changes. So, uh, <laughs> and so Preach does talk about like, hey, you know, questing is very run of the mill. MMOs need to get away from this type of questing and Final Fantasy has it in spades. Not liking the combat right now. And in fact, calling it downright fucking awful when he first started there. The story is great. And that's what's keeping him there. Can't wait for it to change at some point. Now, those were some initial impressions. Mm -hmm. That was September 23rd-ish, about a week ago. Then we fast forward to a little more recent, two days ago. Okay. And we get this lovely quote. So he's 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 now further. He's he's finding out about like building airships with the the crafting dailies and stuff like that. Uh, and he says, "You build airships and submarines. This is a whole part of the game I haven't even touched on, right? Yeah, this is ridiculous, man. It's no wonder WoW got shit on when people moved over here. This is very <laughs> cool. This is incredible. I'm actually mind blown. This is so good." And what's funny for me about that is he's talking about dailies. <laughs> I mean, those those are essentially yeah. dailies, right, uh, to go do yeah, that. Uh, and he's probably going to be a little more. disappointed in the fact that you don't, like, take to the skies in these big things once you've built them. But very complimentary going into it, Kronos. <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 basically like retainers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, without without yeah. inventory space, I, I I send them out. I'm in charge of mine on the FC. So, um, there. I mean, it's cool. There. The thing is, for a new player that's never touched this game, that's coming into the game now, there is a crazy amount of stuff to do because nothing ever gets removed. Yeah. So it's like yeah. it's almost overwhelming in a sense because I have a lot of friends who have started recently who are WoW players too, and they don't even like know where to go like other than the main story. Right, and a lot of people to the like will tell people like, "Oh, do you know, concentrate on the MSQ, concentrate on the MSQ," which you know is it's good advice. But once they start like branching away from the MSQ, it's really hard to like. You have to like go to like people's like, uh, like content creators that have that stuff like in one area because it can be overwhelming. Like he's gonna find out about this, and most people don't even really know about submarines and airships. Like he'll probably start doing like other side stuff, like Palace of the Dead stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the stuff he's been saying in his recent videos that I've watched are all great. I saw he he said that he hated Lollafels at first, but then when he started doing the Black Mage quests, he actually really likes them now. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, um, I mean, if I got to hold something against him, I guess that'll be it. <laughs> I guess that'll but, be it. I mean, that's uh, one thing. A markdown. <laughs> one thing I wanted to bring up that he did mention is uh, he because they're so parser in the game, he's having trouble like really identifying how he's performing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that is like a valid criticism of the game. It's like if you go to a dungeon, right, and a dungeon seems to be going well, you don't know if it's because of you or if it's like the other three people. Or, or in just spite of you. Yeah. 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 Like it, and, and like I see it in like, you know, because I run my parser, right? So I, and I do delubrums and stuff and I see these people and they're like, oh, man, this is a great run. This is so fast. And I'm like, you know, people, I, I, there needs to be some kind of middle ground. For like people like him, I feel like there there has has to be something to identify how good you're doing because right now, yeah. But, and we've we've alluded to this and talked about this yeah. before too. But like, what is the middle ground, Tark? You've always said, hey, j just give me something for my own DPS. Just let me see yeah. my own DPS. Personal. But yes. but then you're taking. Let's say they put a first party personal DPS meter in. It only tracked you. 
How useful is that when it relies on you then leaving the game to go compare that to stats uh, from a third-party website, an app, uh, you know, whatever you're going to use to compare it to see, okay, if I'm level 70 and I'm Black Mage and my item score is this, where should I be right now if I'm doing the rotation right? Like, how beneficial is a single person uh, DPS meter even in this grand scheme if it's always going to rely on I need to go somewhere else to compare that's that data to something having the opportunity to compare and and know that knowledge at least that's something right now like I don't like playing DPS jobs because I have no idea how I'm doing and I can't I I you know, they say don't use the third-party program, but they, you know, wash over it. I have no option. I play on the PS5. I have no option to do that. Maybe I can get a friend to join me that's on a PC, and they can run a meter for me. Um, but otherwise, it's, you know, again, looking outside the game, because they don't give you information on how to build your rotation. I have to look information for that to, to really nail down and uh, find out what a best rotation would be. So... No, give me some information that I can process. Well, and that's kind of my question then. What is the middle ground then, Kronos? They're never gonna it's put it they're say. never gonna put in a full DPS meter. They're, we they're know not, that, and that's okay, fine. They're probably so, never gonna put in a single play. Like they're they they no, don't they wanna won't. touch this and we all understand yeah. why. We've talked about I, it on shows prior. I don't want to yeah. rehash it. But what yeah. is the middle ground then? I I mean I think the personal one is the middle ground, honestly. But like you said, I mean, yeah, but we already do all the stuff that you're saying now. But yeah, yeah, you're right. It is extra effort. It's not like something that's going to be in the game. Um, I and, and to count, like to, to play devil's advocate to myself, it's like you don't really, a lot of the content in the game, almost all the content in the game, you don't really, it doesn't really matter, right? Like for most people, like they don't care if a dungeon takes them 30 minutes or 15 minutes, right? Like, well, uh... it's dead, dead is dead, right? I mean, we, I'm not saying no one cares. I'm not saying no right, one cares. Right, right. But, at this, but, at, but at the end of the day, and I'm playing devil's advocate to myself because I care about those things, right? Like when I go in a dungeon, um, like if I'm your tank in a dungeon, we're going, we're going wall to wall, baby. I'm not stopping. Yeah. So, uh, but like you know, that's that's a preference thing technically, and and at the end of the day, it's like a clear's a clear, I guess. And I feel like in this game, it's. Your DPS typically, unless you're doing Savage or Ultimate, isn't going to stop you from clearing. It's just going to make it take longer. Um, but I, but I don't know about you, but I, I like the things to not take as long. That's just kind of, and I also like to play my job better. Like, I, for me, it's more of an improvement tool than it is some anything else. Right, but and that, I think this even, is the internet, and that's not how any of these you're, things get used. You're not used. wrong, and, and we know that. We know <laughs> that, and that's why it's 100%. not in the game. 100%. <laughs> um, and, and, and yeah, that's that's definitely a super valid point. Uh, but I, I think the personal one, at least I could, like, if I run X dungeon, and I do 5,000 DPS, and then I run X dungeon again, and I do 10,000 DPS, at least I know I did something right you know because so, i just doubled my dps so what what about but, this then like and again devil's advocate because i i really don't care like i've been i've played wow for years i played final fantasy 11 for years like so all over the board games that had dps meters games that didn't games that allowed third-party ones that didn't care if you link them in chat games that didn't allow them but you could run them I, i've played them all so it doesn't bother me. i run recount on you know on, on our wow raids every friday so it, fine 
Um, if it was there, it wouldn't bother me. If you if I sucked and you want to link it to me, uh, cool. Have a great story, asshole. <laughs> have a great day. Like I, I'm just I just don't care. You know, if I have yeah. a bad day, it doesn't matter to me. What about this then? What if we tackled it from a different perspective, right? Because the at the end of the day, the problem with lower DPS or underperformance uh, is more a problem about rotation and positioning. Well, positioning is an easy one to figure out whether or not, in most cases, you're doing right or not. Did you stay in the bad and get hit? Or did you anticipate and know the patterns enough or have practiced the fight enough to get out of the way while not sacrificing DPS? Like Black Mage, at certain times, I don't move when the telegraph goes off. I move five seconds before that ability is going to come off because it's the best time in my rotation to move, not to move and react from the, uh, the telegraph. What if there was a tool in the game, whether it was like a little scrolling bar or whatever, that for each class you could and we've seen this in you know tutorial videos right where they have a, a a bit of a simulation bar that websites can generate showing you rotations and timing but what if there were a tool like that in game tark that hey we're not going to focus on the number that you you, you pumped out 8000 dps but we are going to focus on do you want to learn a beginner single target rotation and you can only do this during uh, test dummies. You can't go do it in a, a fight or anything, but you can queue up this almost music notes thing that handholds you through a beginner, an intermediate, and an expert rotation for each class. I think something all, all like that kind of goes all the expert, something of that nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have Sky. Like I, I, I know we do that. The uh, yeah, but, yeah. but you know, that's not yeah. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something a little more. Uh, catered to the individual classes and individual rotations because at the end of the day there is a bad rotation there is an okay rotation there is a better rotation and there is the optimum rotation uh, mm -hmm. for every class and yes those might be situational at times but if you know the expert level rotation for your scholar then yeah. the rest just becomes learning how to do that in the context of the movement of a fight because honestly, one of the things I think the game does lack is any real teaching you in depth of the class beyond teaching you how the soul gauge works for your yeah. particular class and what abilities pump the gauge and which ones can be used to pay off the gauge. Yeah, I, I think this game needs uh, another level beyond just like Hall of the, the Novice. I think we need a Hall of the inter Intermediate of the Expert you know, something that teaches your job specifically, not just the role. Because um, go back to the the dungeon thing. Like, I can feel when the DPS isn't performing well. Yeah. You know, those mobs stay up too long. So there needs to be something that can help teach. Um, and there's just nothing like that in game, unfortunately. Anyway, I don't know either. Most of the time, the issue technically is just they're not hitting their buttons. Like a lot of people just don't hit their buttons. Yeah, I don't. I can't explain it. I don't know why. Here's another option. Maybe something at like the end of a dungeon, like you know, they set up like a damage threshold. Um, you do that, you know, average damage. You know, you had an S rank, A rank. You know, you did pretty good. Oh fuck no! They're, oh, they're still no. gonna be toxic because like yeah, I was thinking in my head, that would be toxic as hell. Well, yeah. they, they already do. They do. They put up stats for PvP. 
PvP right, is different though, right? right? But PvP yeah, is meant to be competitive actually from competing. the onset. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, I was thinking about it too. It's like, oh, what, what if they have like a meter in the game that shows the percentage of the DPS you're doing, not a number? But then I was like, oh, that's the same thing. Yeah. And people are still gonna be like, what are you doing over there with your meter? It's not right. full at all. Like, you know, so <laughs> it's it's hard because they've already drawn a line in the sand, kinda. And I don't think it's ever gonna change. I just think it's unfortunate personally, but I get it. And I'm just gonna continue to use the third party tool that they don't ban people for using. So yeah, and, and I know it sucks for console players. I, I understand that it sucks, but Yeah, so and two things here. One, if you play with me, I don't care. If your DPS is lacking and you need help, ask. I will be more than yeah. happy to help you. It is I'm totally not gonna boot anyone. I'm not booting anyone, but there are assholes that will, so and, I don't know if and the, the other point on this is unless you're running savages and ultimates and unreals and honestly you're gonna be fine just enjoy the freaking game just enjoy the freaking game um and Tark why haven't you switched to PC yet like I don't you 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 bought a boss rig but yeah. you still play on the PS5 like you spent uh -huh. thousands of dollars on a boss rig and you were like fuck no I'm not spending sixty dollars on this software again <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's what it came down to. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have the PS5. <laughs> so, what, why do I need... what? Like, why do I need... Frack, dude. It's Frack. You're paying $60 for yeah. uh, Frack. Then, then we wouldn't hear <laughs> about you not having <laughs> a DPS on, meter anymore. I'm not supposed anymore. to be using... <laughs> yeah, or, fine. Everybody, or like, I'd say 90% of the people that raid use that tool. Like, I know. Yeah. That's what makes it frustrating as a console player. And if uh, you're not in the 90%, you're probably in the other 5% where you're a console player and someone in your party has it too. So yeah. it's like, you know, there's a very low percentage I feel like of, and it, it's fine because it exists, so I use it, which is great. I just wish there was a more open discussion about just improving things. That's all. Like, people to, like, seek improvement instead of just being, like, okay with single targeting on seven mob pulls in a dungeon, you know? The company was like, how much will your computer be? Uh, how much do I owe you? They were like, uh, $7,800. Tark was like, sweet. Final Fantasy, what's it going to take for me to be able to play on the PC? Uh, they were like, well, we'll give you the entire bundle for 60 Nope! Nope! Nope. Actually, I think it's on sale right now. I think you can get the entire set. I just checked on Steam. It's 60 right now for the bundle. Oh, not, not Steam. It would be PC. It would be... I think it's like 40 the entire class. oh yeah i didn't I, you're right like if you bought it direct that's always on sale uh direct from them oh man and then we wouldn't have to hear about you at act although like then all of a sudden he'd disappear from the show for like three weeks chronos because he'd be like i gotta work on dps it was worse than i thought boys i have act and i still complain so it doesn't stop it doesn't really stop I, my rotation is really hard i mean it's broil 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 <laughs> Right. Broil, 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 I don't know about you, dude. I really like to see how hard my flattest miseries hit, dude. I look at that number. I'm just like, well, did you see that? That was sick. Oh, yeah. 70k hits. I'm like, Jesus. Dude, at the Lubrum, I hit for like 500k. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, my God. Well, that's just, that's just <laughs> shenanigans in there. Uh, did you guys enjoy the eight-hour server downtime for uh, architecture support? The it, it, Aether data, data Center got opened again for new characters, so steps in the right thing. direction, right? Yeah, I love, I love Monday maintenance that cuts into my uh, ultimate prog, so that's that's <laughs> always fun. I just right. played something else, but yeah. Whoa, you played something else? Yeah. Ooh, I don't yeah, think I you play could, other games. Sometimes I, I do play other games. I don't you know? think you could be on the show anymore. 
Um, it was, it was a Square Enix game. Does that count? It counts. It counts. It counts. Yeah. Is that a fighter? Is it Urgeis? <laughs> In other Square <laughs> Enix news, we have a new Final Fantasy trading card game boxed set coming. Uh, and this looks not only sweet for us collectors, which, yes, I already pre-ordered for. Jesus Christ. No, it's Mike. Um, it's actually worth it, though. It really oh, is. But he's not even going to sell them. He's going to keep them. So it's not even like he's buying for no, like, the resale value. No. He's buying these sealed. Yeah, two of them will stay sealed. Oh, um, yeah, two of them will stay sealed. I'll open two of them. So you're seeing a picture of the box. We got the Squally one himself here. Uh, on the box. This will not be out until next year, but you can pre-order it on the site now. Uh, uh, of course, you could get it from your local game store if they carry the game as well, so give them a call. They probably just got notified about these being available uh, on their side this week, so they, they might not see them yet, but give them a call, whatever. They don't actually come out until May of next year. But this is celebrating the anniversary the anniversary 2022 anniversary collection set. Now, not only is this going to have um, a 50 card starter deck for you that you could play right away, but it's also going to have 200 additional cards running from the original Opus 1 set all the way through the Opus 12 booster sets. A lot of these are sought-after cards, ones that still see quite a bit of play today in constructed decks at tournaments, but are a little harder to get, right? Things like Opus 1 Shantoto, the, the, the board clear itself. Uh, Gabranth, who is a Earth Searcher that's in an awful lot of decks. So cards like that that might be a little harder to get. This will actually be the second time Shantoto's been reprinted itself, but... This will uh, give them much, much more availability because even in Shantota's first reprint, it was a full art legacy foil, which meant it was one of the rarest cards in its reprinting uh, set. <laughs> so still a little challenging to get, but 200 cards in here. And then a new anniversary promo card, including three, uh, three of those cards. And that is a incredibly gorgeous Yuna Titus card. Titus, if you prefer. Meepo finally going to get Shantotos. Uh, so this is like the first dual character card we've seen in Final Fantasy TCG. There were dual character cards in chapters, so it's not surprising. Um, doesn't mean that we'll have any in this upcoming set because this is a category anniversary. That's a category that there's only a few cards in and while technically legal and powerful, they just have absolutely no value right now uh, on the board state besides being there with other anniversary cards. And yeah, it's not smart to be running them. But we do get them. This set looks awesome, Kronos. I think this is tremendous. They, they needed something like this, right? Because we've talked about are they going to have to implement a rotation? You know, because some of these cards are just astronomically hard for people like Tark, who just started a few months ago, to go and get. I got a bajillion of them, but I'm not selling them, right? I'm using the damn things. Keeping uh, them sealed, dude. Or, or I'm keeping them. them sealed, right, 
Right. Yeah. I sit there and I, I tweedle my mustache while looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> Meepo needs Shantotos. <laughs> <laughs> I have 70. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's just me. But it does, you know, are they going to do rotate? And they did limited three and limited six. We all hoped they wouldn't become the standard format. Legacy full art foil reprints are nice, but still suffer from ultimate rarity in the sets. So they become expensive to try and buy on a secondhand market again. This 200 reprinted cards, including things like Shantoto, Yishtola from Opus 5. I mean, just cards that still see play today, Gabranth. This is a tremendous set. And then, hey, let's get the mics of the world to buy this too by throwing a little bit of collector promo dust in there as well. All in all, this might be the best box that I think they've released before. And I liked the Tifa tins and the Sephiroth tins, but they were like three booster packs, three booster packs, three booster packs, and one of the latest one, and here's a couple promos. That doesn't do a new player any good uh, right off the bat. This does and has the collector's value. I think they nailed it with this one, at least in my opinion. 100%. Yeah, I, I think they need to do more of these, to be honest. 100, like they, yeah. They, people need, because they need people to catch up. If you want new players to play and you're having a game where you're going to keep releasing sets and not rotate, like, I mean, set 15 comes out, what, in like a couple months? November, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's no bueno for a new player who doesn't have a crap ton of money. Um, so I think they should just keep doing this. And as long as they're like non-foils or whatever... You're not really affecting the market that much. And no. also, you're feeding... And if you put a little nugget in there for people like you, right? Like, for the, this tight end, you, like the United Titus. And then you're also going to have people that are just kind of getting those cards. And then they'll take the cards that they don't need because they already have 70 of them, like the Renoas and the Gabrants, And they'll right. put it back into the market. Yeah. So it's like... You, it, it helps new players and it gives older players a little bit of something or and a reason to spend the $60 to get the deck box and the unique cards. I think they just need to do it more so that they can actually like just get the older cards into players' hands, at least the ones that are good that see play. Right. Right. Because if you want the competitive scene to thrive and get new players, you can't tell someone they got to go spend $120 on Renoas, you know? And like, oh, you want to play Ice? Like, yeah, here you go. Final Max in chat jumping a little bit ahead of us because we haven't even gotten to the price point yet. Um, we're, we're still, yeah, but absolutely right. Mr. Final Max in chat says, and then the price point for the box is pretty close to perfect. 60 bucks yeah. isn't bad for yeah. this kind of anniversary collection. Yeah. Think about that. It is a 50 card pre-constructed deck for you new players. It is 200 cards, including 12 different legends that have been reprinted in this. We don't even know what the other stuff is yet. Uh, right. We got, we've got a, a view of some of the cards that are in here. A couple of the legends and a couple other cards. There are 200 cards in here on top of that deck. And then your promo stuff, $59.99 on Square Enix. Yeah, probably Canadian dollars, Meepo, isn't going to be pretty. Shipping normally rocks you guys from the Square Enix store. Yeah. Try to get a local rocks game store. Hit hit up Lockwood over uh, Cards of Ivalice. Hit up uh, Gregory Cole over at The Light. They're, they are tremendous people. They will try to take care of you as best they can. Uh, if you want to, if you can't get it, they'll tell you first. They've been on stream, uh, hanging out in stream, watching us play and stuff. They'll tell you first. The same thing I always tell you: go to your local store first. But if you can't, those are the the two right off the top of the head. Many more friends in the industry. I, 
I just hope these are easy to find. Like, even if you have to pay a little bit extra for the shipping or whatever from the site, I hope these don't, like, sell out and then don't get printed again, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so I that, do agree, I, though, Tark, um, that uh, with something Medic said in chat, and maybe it's just, you know, I play a lot, and I'm sure Kronos probably has the same feeling, at least being, you know, having the pulse on the competitive community if he doesn't play competitively anymore. While there are some very useful cards in here, I do think the legends that we know about so far... Uh, they probably could have picked a couple different, better ones, in my opinion. Yishtola's nice. That'll see play for people. Shantoto's nice. That'll see play for people. Waters Dane is fun, but is normally in decks that are a little more advanced and are going to require some tech uh, for a new player. I Maybe he is in there, but you know, I'd rather see probably three-drop three wins a Dane for, for newer players. That's a, He's not a legend, but... Uh, maybe he's in there. I don't know. They could have... When we see all 12, I'll make final judgment, but eh, I'm okay with it so far. I'm okay with it so far. What do you think about this as a newer player As and maybe using something like this as a catch-up mechanic so that you don't have to hit up TCG player and spend, you know, $150 on a play set of Shantotos? Yeah, um, this is awesome. Um, and if I was in any sort of region that I could actually play, I'd probably pick up two of these boxes like right away. I'd just drop it down like absolutely. Um, one of the problems, I well, think they maybe are they could... $60 and I know your aversion to giving Square Enix $60. So are you sure? <laughs> so as I was saying, maybe one of the things they can do to uh, alleviate their, their past things is, is in between new release sets maybe they can start a cycle you know okay we're a month and a half you know right right in between let's you know redrop a reprinting of opus one and then next time opus two and then you know it'll keep it a little rare um and you're cycling through and you're still getting new sets um as far as this particular product and maybe more like it this would be awesome um to pick up and yes i would drop 120 dollars. i would buy <sighs> two of these boxes you wouldn't wait for them to even be on sale. We also nope. got to see a sample Squall card in here that is not in the game to date. So whether that's a... Probably Opus 15, not really Opus 15. Uh, it's Opus 15. It's Opus 15. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's Opus 15. Uh, speaking of Opus 15, we also today, in fact, got a, a little bit of a spill of some spoilers on the official FFTCG page. Always go check out the card of the week or pose. Uh, pose. Yeah, the new Yuna as well, uh, Meepo. Um, I just brought one card here, but there's probably, I think there's like five or six that are spoiled on there. I brought the Lightning Legend because <laughs> it's Lightning and it's a legend and I'm me. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring Lightning cards. Uh, but yeah. no, seriously, all joking aside, I did bring Lady Lilith here, a two-drop light forward at 5K power from uh, Final Fantasy XI because we are getting a new mechanic in uh, the next set, Crystal Dom Crystal Dominance, right? Chris, I can never... It's Opus 15 Crystal Dominion. Dominion. Crystal Dominion. Dominion. It's always Opus 15 to me. <laughs> it's Dominion. Yeah, everybody's going to call it that, so that's yeah. fine. Um, we are getting a new mechanic called Crystals. <laughs> we'll come back to that in a second. For you Magic the Gathering players, think of this kind of like as uh, energy. It's a... Uh, resource that you can build up that is specific to the player 
And then you can spend that resource on maybe different action abilities and things like that that your characters on board may have. So I brought Lilith here to show everybody because Lilith actually has text that both gains you crystals and has a spend as well. So you can see the, the text for it. You know, sacrificing a forward, removing it from the game once per turn. You can generate a personal crystal. It's not on Lilith. It's on you as the player. Uh, so even if Lilith dies, you would still retain your crystals. Um, and then she has two different action abilities that can be used at spending one of those crystals or spending two of them. So this is our new mechanic coming in this set. Plus, I love the art uh, of Lilith here. She's a great character from Final Fantasy XI. All in all, I thought it'd be neat to, to show you guys this, but I also got to say, I fucking hate that they called this crystals, Kronos. It's terrible. It's awful. It, it, any, anything be, else. So confusing. Yeah, it's like, it's like you have crystal points and crystals. Like, I mean, again, you know, like, we're probably not going to have a problem with it, but if you're trying to bring in a new player, right? Like, yeah. they're good. How many times? I guarantee you, I can't wait for the pre-release for this. I, you'll have to tell me how many times this happens to you. Someone's going to try to tap a backup and spend mana or spend CP to pay for one of these abilities. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it'll yeah, happen. on there. It'll happen. Just, yeah. It'll happen. It's a crystal point. It, it just should have been named like any, anything. anything else. Anything. I, you call it dog turds. I don't care. <laughs> just crystals just... <sighs> I'm going to spend one crystal. Wait, so one CP? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Wait till they, what did they put a card in the game that discards for crystal points, <laughs> or for crystals? Yeah, that, yeah then you're going to get real confused. <laughs> Discard a card from your hand, generate a crystal. Uh, is it just one or two? <laughs> is it two? Is it one? Crystal points or crystals? I don't know. Yeah. Do you think, though, like he's, in the pre-release kits we get, get do you think we get, like, crystal counters? Uh, not in America, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we still don't have we still don't have the frozen counters. In I, I sold my freeze counters. I had to buy those from like. Europe oh, I have them. To get yeah. them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think just to be safe, bring a D twenty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shards, yeah, Mister Final shards. Yeah, that'd been be fun. better. Shards yeah, with the Phoenix Downs. We said talk. We said pre-show. Call it mana. But then we were figuring, you know what? That might be a keyword that they want to do something else with down the line. But yeah, shards. Shards would have been fine. Shards would have been fine. Ocean, prism, something. Prisms. Prism. Yeah. It's just not crystal. Like, don't share a name with anything. your other resource. Anything yeah. but crystals. Anything. Like, could you imagine if they like if they introduced something called like hit points or something, and you're gonna have like health and hit points? It. Yeah, it's yeah, already it's fun with a new player. Well, power and health are different, but shared by the same number, indicating what they are. Okay, wait, what? What? So so is it dead or not? No, it's not dead. It's not dead. It's not dead. <laughs> well, why did it hit you for 8,000? Well, because it still has 8,000. You know what? I, I don't can let's just let's go play Final Fantasy 14. Actually, I love teaching new people how to play the game, so. Uh check out our streams Friday 7 p.m. or pff, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, we got the table cam all set up. We've used it the last 2 weeks. It's beautiful camera number four in this joint now soon to be camera number five giving you a whole room shot when we're sitting at the table room shot not rim shot that's a different thing uh, that's so another joint, podcast yeah that's an entirely different podcast that's on only fans 17.99 a month yep. um 
Oh, speaking of card games, before we leave FFTCG, uh, Corona or Tark, you played the demo for the other Square Enix card thing. I did. That is not digital Final Fantasy TCG, even though Yu-Gi-Oh is now getting one, and Pokemon's now oh, getting an update, yeah. and Magic the Gathering yeah. Arena is updated. No, we'll still use Octagon. Whatever, fine. How was it? Uh, it was a very charming little RPG. Uh, and that's that's the thing to take away uh, first off. It's it's an RPG. Just everything is stylized with cards. So I thought it was going to be a card game as an RPG, but it's it's an RPG using cards. So I found it pretty charming. Uh, it lasted about two hours. Um, kind of basic like Final Fantasy trope, you know, Here's your mission. Go into the cave, fight the you know the bad guy, and that was the end of the demo. Um, but yeah, I found it enjoyable. I could you know, <laughs> uh, I am looking forward to a full release, and I'm definitely gonna uh, purchase that. Uh, they'll get my money this way, okay? Not not from another <laughs> purchase of Shadowbringers. Um, he's just like you know, I'd like to play inferior products if I, I could. I like how he's like, he's like they're not getting my Final Fantasy yeah, fourteen money, even though I pay them. They already got it. They already got it. I send more you of it. Fifteen every month. I said, I'll give them money for cruise chase before I buy another version of the game. <laughs> but uh, I found it I, I pre-ordered and... the metal cards, but uh, I'm not going to buy the game. I just thought the metal cards were tremendously like gorgeous art etched in the metal. I was like, yeah, I'll buy them. But I did, I'm not going to buy the game. Um, oh, ActRaiser. Yeah, Kronos, I saw that you played it too. I talked a little bit about this on Gaming Gumbo last week. Uh, I wasn't quite finished with it in time for the show. Uh, since then, we're, we're fine. I loved ActRaiser on the Super Nintendo as a younger man. Mm. Um I absolutely loved it. The number of times I beat that game was is I couldn't even tell you. I played it over and over. Act Razor two, not so much, uh, but at, the original Act Razor, just tremendous game. I loved seeing the Nintendo Direct that drop as a surprise thing from Square, and it was available immediately, so I had to pick it up. I was like, cool, a couple extra boss fights, some extra music, but a lot of it sticking to the original. Then I played it. Then I saw what you had to say about it, and I have a feeling we kind of feel the same on it. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's... If you never played the original and you don't want to go through getting an SNES and a cartridge or loading an emulator or something like that, you you can enjoy the game. I think I still prefer the SNES version as a fan of the series, though. I, I think it's just a better game, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, like I appreciate some of the stuff they try to do, like the little like RTS style game is kind of fun. I think adding more fluff to like the angel sections, I don't know if that's the route I would have gone, but it, it's not bad. Uh, I know some people are complaining about the way the 2D sections like actually look because I do prefer the old like pixel art. I do too. To like whatever they did. Not to say that it isn't like gorgeous, but yeah. thematically, I like the the pixel look. Well, for me, if I can ever play a game that has Yuzo Koshiro do a soundtrack, I love game soundtracks, yeah. man. Like, they mean a lot to me. Uh, so, like, you know, the guy that does Act Razor Streets of Rage, like, yeah, I'm going to buy that game just to <laughs> listen to the soundtrack, yeah. if anything. Uh, but yeah, 100%ed it <laughs> in probably like three or four days. And it, yeah, I, I mean, it was longer than I thought, honestly. Uh, it probably took me about eight hours or so to do everything. And I mean, I could beat the old Act Razor in half that time. So, um, 
but I do prefer the old one. Same as you. Same same little small complaints, but if you want to spend, what was it? I think it was was it thirty or forty bucks? I don't even remember how much I paid for it. Yeah, now. I think it was thirty. I think it was. 30. Yeah, I, I think thirty bucks is not bad. No, I think no. it's alright. Did you buy? It, I was Clark? actually surprised. Did you buy? It, uh, I, I, the plan is to buy it. I just have not yet. Um, I love Akraiser, the original. Yeah. But God, that game's amazing. Little Meepo so I, wants them to do the I'll same for it. Act Razor 2. I really like that game. So I think Act Razor 2 probably should have been the one they did first because I think they could have made that game better in in a lot of ways sure. in a remaster, uh, remastered edition, change some things up because 2 gets a little dicey at some spots, a little dicey at some spots, but not a terrible game, just not as good as the original in my mind, in my mind. Uh, last thing before we head on over and do love it or leave it, Crystal Dynamics took to Twitter advertising their relationship with Xbox for Perfect Dark. We couldn't be more excited to join forces with the initiative to bring Perfect Dark to a new generation of gamers. We thrive on reimagining epic heroes and can't wait to realize this first-person spy thriller together. And you might be saying, Mike, this is the Square Enix show, the Final Fantasy show. Why are you talking about Perfect Dark? And I say, nay, nay, wait just a moment. Because they replied to their own tweet saying, we're thrilled to add Perfect Dark to our development efforts alongside Marvel's Avengers and Tomb Raider. Let's just forget about that first one. We don't talk about that on this show anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not dead yet, but yeah. Uh, this time this time we won't talk about it. Yeah, this, this time we're gonna skip it. Um you got your Spider-Man yet? No, you don't? Okay. Um but they said <laughs> alongside Marvel's Avengers and Tomb Raider. Now we've been kind of waiting all year to see if we get an announcement, Tark, from Square on Tomb Raider, given that this is the anniversary year. They've been doing the website yep. with the looks throughout the years, and they, they've had different streams. Are we going to get another one? And no word, but it sounds like even if they're not officially announcing it, that there are development efforts going on right now. Alongside implies they're happening. Yeah. Uh, a reveal that wasn't maybe supposed to be revealed. Oh, oh, mistakes. Oh no. I'll just blame what Nvidia. Could, what could be going on over yeah, there? Just blame Nvidia. <laughs> like yes. Nvidia. They leaked it first. God. <laughs> Nvidia did it first. Let's head over. <laughs> do love it or leave it. For those of you just joining us for the first time, thank you so much. For those of you uh, that don't know, this is how we end every episode of the Relic Grind here on Ready Check Radio with a little segment I call Love It or Leave It. This is where I give the panel something Square Enix related. Could be a game, could be a remaster, could be a press release, could be an in-game system like the Duty Finder or something like that. Anything, even tangential. You know what? If I want to bring it, it's my show. Tough. Yeah. And you tell me whether you like it, uh, you love it, you want more of it, or you're going to leave it and cast it aside and never see it again. Kind of like the way Balan Wonderworld went down on this show. So oh, I got to ask you this, gentlemen. This is more conceptual, but since we talked about, you know, Tark, you messing with the card game and, and, and some other, you know, we talked about the Strangers uh, thing, the Final Fantasy game that's going to be talked about at uh, Tokyo Game Show. Should be a good show next week because we'll have all of the Tokyo Game Show stuff in from this weekend, right? 
Uh, yeah. So stay tuned next Thursday. Uh, I want to know just how you generally feel about demos of games when it comes to Square Enix uh, specifically. Do you think that have, do you get do you feel like they actually action the games based on feedback or anything? Does it make them better? How do you feel? Love it or leave it? Getting demos from games from Square Enix because ultimately, I mean, you got good and bad on both sides. Outriders sure. demo probably sold a lot of copies. Yep. Balan Wonderworld killed the game. Yeah. So you got both sides. Love it or leave it. Kronos, you're up first. Uh, I'm gonna say love it. Uh, I'm I'm one of those things. I know, like we talked about how Yoshi P on this show doesn't like like to drip info. I love that stuff. Give me as much of it as I can. Like hell, I'm reading full on articles to try to find one job. Hell, I'm reading a post that. Well, it's on like a seven hour thing. So it's not like I'm not gonna be above doing that stuff. Now, that doesn't mean I download every demo. Um, if I know I'm gonna buy the game. And, and it's like just the first hour of the game I'm probably not going to play that demo uh, I'm probably just going to buy the game I think if, if it's a demo that's released like well prior to the release of the game that they actually are going to action on I will play that and typically get feedback like I really like the Stranger of Paradise demo as an example because yeah, I do think I did too. that it will improve yeah. the game um, so I, I, I love that I'll, and I'll always take demos of any kind but I like it especially when they do it that particular way so Tarkoth uh, I love it. I uh, love being able to, you know, get hands on with it. Um, and again, like Bruno said, um, but they give time to action on it to uh, provide your feedback so they can prove the game. Um, and this is maybe one of the topics that we left out. You know, triangle strategy. Um, they took the information in the survey um, from everybody that that did that demo, and they've made some improvements to it for the better. Um, so look, that game's looking pretty awesome. In general, I, I love doing demos, um, and especially if we're going to talk about the game here. You know, like, give me a chance to, to get my hands on it and know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and we were going to so point out the triangle strategy uh, ones, but we're running a little long, so I cut it from the show there, too. I got to say love it as well, uh, and I also got to say quotes out of context. Love it, want to get my hands on it, Tarkoth 2021. Uh, so that is a clean sweep of Love It. Chat, don't go anywhere. After today's show, we'll be going live with one of our volunteer streamers. I love them all very much. Appreciate them helping grow Ready Check Radio. Tonight, it'll be Ms. Faye Death. What's up, Faye? Hi. Hey, hello. How goes? I, I like the cat ears again, as always. What are we playing tonight? Uh, we're going to do a little pew-pew in Division 2. Oh, switching it up. Still going going yeah. looter shooter, but going in a different direction. A little bit, a little bit. Are you are yes. you playing with others? Is it uh just Faye alone tonight? It, uh, it is a just Faye evening, an evening with Faye. An if you evening will. with um, Faye. Yes. <laughs> an evening with Faye <laughs> shooting our way around Washington, DC. Exactly. <laughs> Hang tight, chat. Okay. She'll go live. About 15 seconds. We'll have to take the channel down just to relabel it, throw it back up for you. We'll be back, of course, next Thursday for another episode of The Relic Grind. Don't forget that tomorrow uh, at 11 p.m. Eastern over on Ginger Prime's channel, I'll be talking New World on their podcast. 1 p.m. Eastern on Friday over on twitch.tv slash MMObomb doing the Always Online multiplayer podcast. Help me get that one back up to where the free-to-play cast used to be. Changing names kills your SEO value. I could use a little help on that one. Uh, but we had to. Like, it's not free-to-play anymore. We cover everything. So you got to do what you got to do, you know. And then, of course, Gaming Gumbo here Saturday at 7 this weekend. And, of course, check out the streamer schedule, Ready Check Radio. Oh, my God. Are you serious? We are at 499 Twitch 
Twitch followers. Four nine nine. <laughs> Any one of you in chat yeah. that does not follow us, you gotta click that follow button. Doesn't cost anything. You don't have to sub. I mean, you can if you want to. Not gonna stop you. But give me a follow there. Give me one more follow. Puts us at five hundred, and then we gotta schedule the hot chip challenge. Oh God, I don't know if I want to do that. Uh, but we'll be back next Thursday. Until then, Tark, where can everybody find you? Uh, find me at on Twitter at Tarkoth Gaming, uh, streaming on YouTube and on Twitch at Tarkoth Gaming. Uh, I'm going to have some things going on. Uh, hopefully some videos coming soon. Uh, also here on Ready Check Radio Saturday and Sunday nights, we're playing Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster. Kronos. Yeah, I like how you said SEO, dude. That's uh, search engine optimization for the people at home. That's a <laughs> nice little tech term you just dropped there. Uh, no, same as always, uh, Twitter. Um, I'm going to watch a movie tonight, if it's not obvious by the shirt that I'm wearing. Uh, so I'll probably post some spoiler-free review on there and uh, playing play the new fighting game, Melty Blood. So if you're interested in that stuff, get a follow. We are at 500 followers, ladies and gentlemen. Lil Meepo pulled the trigger on the follow, hung out on Monday's FFTCJ stream, hung out for today's podcast for the first time, and said, damn it, I like these guys. (laughs) Gave us the follow. Lil Meepo, cheers for you. Disco lights in the background behind me, and also for Mr. Final Max and Camp following us uh, during the show as well, those disco lights are for you as well. My name's Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at MagicMan1 on Twitter, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, so we can tweet at you every time we go live with a podcast or one of our volunteer streamers wants you to come and hang out and play a game. Until next time, stay safe, and we'll see you on the servers. Later! Later!